I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. Listeners of Okie Podcast, I want to let you know about my sponsor, Moonlight Beating. Moonlight Beating is owned by Cherokee Nation tarot artist Danielle Campbell. If you don't know who Danielle is, she was on this podcast on episode 54. But Danielle is very passionate about her artwork and she has a wide range of art from beadwork, basket weaving, paintings, and more. If you would like to get a hold of her, you can contact her on Instagram at Moonlight Beating or at Danny underscore Campbell 5 or on Facebook as well. You could, you could also email her at MoonlightBeating at gmail.com. Go hit up Danielle, let her know you want some work in, some orders in, all of that good stuff. And let her know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have musician and actor Wayne Garner. What's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, too, bro. Yeah, you you stay busy, huh? <laughs> I do. I do. I'm all <laughs> over the place, man. I've been running and gunning, doing uh, different station interviews, podcast interviews, and um uh, just kind of promoting the album that's coming out um, on uh, they say it's coming out May 7th and then like some I guess digital platforms say it's May 13th so I don't know if Apple Music like I don't know if our label has like a deal with Apple that you know that they get it early or something like that but mm-hmm. you know it's not like I'm Garth Brooks or anything <laughs> like that so you know <laughs> to me it's like uh, well just let me know which date you know yeah <laughs> but um yeah man so i've been doing that just going and going and then i uh, had like i said i had some station interviews and then went up to oklahoma and uh i got to uh be in the episode of uh that they're taping right now of reservation dogs and um you know just uh 
got to go hang out with some uh cool folks and then some friends you know that are that are on that show and and uh doing stuff with it and then you know came back um came back down to see my folks down in wilberton and uh hung out you know with them and um then kind of just climbed back out on the road and then had a couple shows and then uh just going to station to station and then you know i'll be you know back in oklahoma uh here this next in the next few days and he's just going and going man you know wow. so dang yeah that's crazy dude yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, gotta when... work, I gotta work out like in between all that so i'm just like uh <laughs> you know do i really want to do this you know i remember when so, i hit you up you were i thought you're in oklahoma but i guess you just you left like you took off you're like oh yeah. no i'm in texas so i was like dang <laughs> Yeah, dude, quick. I mean, it was like quick turnaround too. Like, uh, and it's it's crazy because it's like Oklahoma is my home state now, mm-hmm. and I yeah I'm I'm you know recently uh, just kind of moved back, and uh, I'm still having to travel so much. I'm like, God, I was hoping to get a break, but you know, I guess since COVID's kind of over or starting or pretty much over, then you know breaks over so yeah yeah you know like surprise you're back on the road so yeah back out there now yeah man yeah it's like i know like next like i think like i think like next week i know that i'm going to be in south texas again and then back up to oklahoma and then possibly just kind of across the state of oklahoma and so just whatever uh you know we got lined up you know Mm -hmm. for for interviews and different stuff like that and different uh film stuff so you know damn that's kind awesome. of the norm. yeah that's awesome man yeah my back hurts i bet i bet for- <laughs> like, dude, I was <laughs> like uh, you guys know any like good massage places like you know not not like the the back alley ones but like the legit the legit like, ones. Massage, yeah Someone who's gonna crack my back and set me back in place, you know, chiropractic style. But um, yeah, man, so that's all it's really, you know, I mean, uh I got I wrote a script that got funded. Um, so we're gonna be working on that. Um started the the filming process already for that. And um kind of like I mean, it's like towards the end of the script, like we've got like a couple revisions left, but you know, that's kind of like I guess, you know, sometimes it just comes within building of the film. Um, but yeah, man, that's, uh, so that's, that's what I got going on. Wow. Busy man right here. Busy. Well, Wayne, for the listeners, you know, could you let them know where you're from and what growing up was like, and then what kind of just led into this crazy, no, I'm just kidding. This busy lifestyle that you live in. Yeah, I know. It really is. It is crazy at times Mm -hmm. because I mean, it's like. It's like for like before COVID hit, I mean, like we were on the road for almost 200, you know, 150 to 200 days a year um, playing. Yeah. And, you know, everywhere from Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, all through the West Coast, part of the East Coast. And then, you know, we would do those runs like, you know, twice, three times a year, you know, for about five years and um you know uh but like it's a it, it, it's a crazy lifestyle you know 
it's kind of ready for a break. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe I can still catch a break like with this, like, you know, in between. Um, but uh, the acting thing has kind of added, I guess, like a more element of staying busy, you know, um, because music, I think, I mean, especially when you're an artist that's, I mean, like me now, I used to have management in Nashville and they, they, I just have sometimes bad luck, <laughs> but I had a, you know, I, I had a, a manager that was great at one time and, you know, he had worked with everybody from Tim McGraw, Brad Paisley, Bar Crow, Randy Rogers. I mean, he was a really heavy hitter in uh, country music in Texas uh, country, Red Dirt. Um, and then, like, I signed with this company um, for management, and then he just basically lost his effing mind <laughs> and uh, was going through a divorce. And, like, I didn't know any of this. And so I was kind of taken back. I was like, you know, I'm paying all this money per month, you know, and not getting anything in return um, as far as, like, my commissions and stuff coming out from touring and everything. So I told him, I was like, man, if I'm – you know, booking myself and doing all this stuff myself and, you know, within our own camp and you're not doing anything like setting us up, you know, showcases in Nashville. And, you know, when you got direct ties to Chris Stapleton and his people and stuff like that, to McGraw, and, and you're not pushing me into anything, then what the fuck are you good for? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just me being honest. That's like, you know, I mean, I don't need to hop on the horn you know, once a week in a meeting, you know, for you to tell me I'm good, you know, and then pay you all that money for that. You know, it's like, that's kind of a, kind of a rip off to me, but, yeah. um, and then now, I mean, like once he kind of lost his, you know, marbles, um, then it's, uh, you know, it was basically like COVID hit and that, you know, it was like a couple months of hardcore touring and um actually had uh, a liposarcoma um cancer i had a tumor removed while we were like like going out and playing um in between shows uh it was like we were i think we were in maybe south dakota and i came home we came home and then uh uh had surgery and then was back out and was like in i think uh kansas and oklahoma the next that same week and so we just kind of you know uh hit it as hard as we could because i wanted to make money at that at that point because i was like man i've been paying this joker you know for almost a year and a half you know about 15 i think it's like right almost 15 percent you know per month mm -hmm. you know and so whenever you got you know i mean i might show that i make you know, ten to twelve thousand dollars a month, but then it's like, okay, well, I've got to pay my band, so let's take that out, and then I got to pay all our travel fees, so let's take that out, and then you know, I got to pay my you know agent, and then whatever's left over, I got. <laughs> you know, so it's like, Damn. yeah, you don't really make all that, yeah. So it's like, you know, I look at my gross figures, and I'm like, oh yes, making bank, and then you know, after I get done totaling it out, it's like shit. I actually owe people 
<laughs> you know, let's get that management the hell out, you know? And um, so I told my band, I said, look, I'm in a Buddy Holly situation, you know? Um, my management has been basically ganking me and not providing shit, and I need to make some money here for the next few months. And so we just docked it on the road for – it's probably, like I said, I mean, it was getting close to COVID. We had a West Coast tour that hit. And then we came right back and we're just boom, boom, pounding it. And um, then COVID hit and we, you know, I was like, oh man, yes. You know, I made some good money, socked it back. And then so when all that hit, I was like, okay, well, I was wanting to break anyways. So, you know, here's the time. Um, I didn't think it'd be almost a, you know, a year break, but you know, we were kind of fortunate, I think being in Texas and Oklahoma and, and running that scene, you know, back and forth, you know, on the road, um, that we were able to play outdoor venues and, um, it wasn't as bad as some as like some of my friends, like in California, New York. Um, I had several friends with bands and, you know, uh, good, good, decent, successful punk bands in New York city that, it just totally took them off the map. I mean, they're, you know, having to go back to college now, you know, refigure things out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been kind of a, it's been a crazy time, you know, it's kind of like what a time to be alive, <laughs> you know? And, um, so yeah, that's all that's been going on here. I mean, that's like a, in a nutshell, the last, I would say the last two years. So it's been kind of a, trying time but you know the whole acting thing um you know that kind of hit around the same time that almost covid did um i had a good uh a, a really good friend of mine um his name's james landry hebert um he was in 1883 um he was actually one of the main stars and he plays wade so he's in every episode and um, this was before 1883, um, even cast, casted anything. Um, it was like two years ago, um, we became friends and, or a, long, a little longer and we became friends, hung out, you know, a few times, um, out in California, I was going out there to ride a lot. And so I'd get home, you know, from being on the road. And I'd have a few days to just chill out. I just hop on a plane, and, you know, go out and write and, you know, chill out, you know, and I became friends with James and um, he went out on the road with us. He just got done filming um, once upon a time in Hollywood. And so he went out like for uh, a little bit with us and uh, traveled and, and stuff. And he encouraged me to like go to a uh, casting call. And I was like, I was just kind of like, man, I don't know, dude. I'm not trying to be an actor. I had, you know, uh, theater in, in college and stuff. But I don't really see me having the time, especially then, mm -hmm. um, to pursue that at all. I, I was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. But, you know, I mean, when am I going to, you know, be able to do that? And so I went to the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon uh, casting call up in Tulsa. And they pulled me like right out of the gate. I mean, I was like sitting there in the crowd and, um, you know, just minding my own business, you know, talking to a bunch of aunties, you know, and, 
And um, <laughs> yeah, I pulled out like they were like, you know, hey, you think you can read today? And I'm like, read? Of course. Yeah, I didn't know how to read. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I had no clue what they were talking about. And so um, they put me in a room with like all these actors in there and stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit, man, I felt so awkward. And um, I didn't know what to do, really. I mean, I was just kind of like, <laughs> you know, they gave me these lines and they're like, OK, so you're going to be uh, reading for uh, this native martial part. And um, this these are your lines here. And then this is, you know, you're going to be reading on camera and uh, you'll possibly have to do a couple of takes today. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, oh, sorry. Sorry if I cussed. That's <laughs> well, all good, man. You're good. Uh, um, yeah. And so I was just like, okay, well, so I took a picture of the uh, the script and I sent it to James and I was like, hey, dude, send a message. Say, hey, you want me to go do this shit? I actually got pulled out of the crowd. So you're going to help me with this. And so he did. He actually coached me along on how to read and stuff like for that. So I ended up reading like three different times that day. And, um, you know, I was like, the first time I read was it went smooth. And they're like, hey, can you come back here in just a sec? I was like, get my stuff ready to go. Cause I had a, actually, I had a show that night in Fort Worth. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, yeah, I was hauling ass to, you know, fly in to meet my band. And um, I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, they're like, yeah, you need to read again. So they pull me back in. Everything went great. I'm getting my shit to go. And they're like, well, can you read possibly another time? And that should be good. And so, okay, so they give me another one to read for. So I read for it, and I'm like, well, man, if they're, you know, they're having me read for this stuff, I mean, that's probably a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I barely make the show. I'm stoked, though. You know, it's like I could just feel like all of a sudden my life kind of turning a corner that day. And it was, it was really weird, man. I mean, it was really just very strange. And I had um, a couple different casting agents that were, uh, that were there um, from different agencies. And so they were getting my information and everything like that. And, you know, before I took off and um, I started, you know, I went and played my show and it was weird. Cause it was like the next week I started getting hit up for, you know, different casting calls for things. And then COVID hit, um, you know, shortly after. So it sidelined everything um, except for, you know, some indie projects that were going on. And, you know, the indie projects, I was just kind of like, well, you know, they're getting around, you know, in, in, in California and, you know, different, I would say, entertainment states like, like for film. Like you had California and Austin and Atlanta. They're filming stuff. And they're just not, you know, they're just kind of picking people to come, you know, be in their films and like are asking, you know, if you'd be interested and in getting around the protocol stuff. Because I think it was like California, you, they were having to pay like $25,000, I think, a day, like any film company. Yeah. Even the little independent stuff, man. There was like, you know, like they were really, they had, you know, the, they had series or films that were getting released on YouTube they were still having to pay like 25 grand if they reported anything and I, no one could do that. And so, I mean, I remember even like hearing like, like Tom Cruise, like trying to finish up top gun and they went like a couple of days 
doing it and they were like oh we can't do it you know just it's going to kill the butt you know our budget's already you know pretty large but having to throw that kind of money each day into it it's just not worth it you know um but so i ended up getting on a couple of indie films and i was like well if this acting thing's really legit and it's not the end of time and you know it's going to take a while for music to build back up this might be something cool to you know pursue you know that um i that was like you know god just kind of put put my lap here and for me to take advantage of and so i i went ahead and did it i was like you know i'm just gonna go ahead and uh take every opportunity i could so i did a couple of indie films and then uh all of a sudden you know i got a casting call for american underdog uh the kurt warner story and got put in that and then um a few other films and uh then 1883 and i was actually talking to the guy that got me into acting james landry um hebert he got cast it was like the same day that i got cast just to like i mean i got cast as like background and then they moved me up and um and he got cast as his main character that day and so it's pretty cool like we got you know found out we're gonna be on the same set together and everything and you know so uh, after that, you know, I mean, I cast in a movie called The Senior with Michael Chiklis from The Shield and Rob Cordery from Hot Time, Hot Tub Time Machine and Ballers. Um, you know, so that'll be coming out here pretty soon. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, there's been several other things. I mean, Reservation Dogs just to do kind of background. Um, but I'm always getting stuff like I'm always, uh, you know, getting things thrown at me. Um, Love and Death. On HBO, um, uh, it's a Nicole Kidman show um, that she's doing with Kristen Ritter and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, so, I, you know, I'm always, it's like, there's always things coming down the pipe, you know, as far as casting calls and different work and, and stuff. I got to do an NFL commercial with Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott um, this past year. Uh, so there's just been a lot of cool stuff, you know I mean? It's like, I didn't really expect like the acting thing or anything that that's take off. Um, also, uh, I have a read for, to play, um, Lyle Alzado. Um, if it happens, I mean, like, I don't even know if the film's like fully bonded. I don't know what's going on with it, but it's going to be a film called Raider nation. And, um, so I think that, that would be really cool. I think it's going to be kind of like chronicalizing like John Madden or like in that era. Um, from what I heard uh, in the early eighties with them early to mid eighties. Uh, so, I mean, there's just different stuff. Um, and then, you know, finishing up, you know, the, the script that I, I had put together, um, you know, uh, and then there's another movie called Heartland Cartel with Danny Trejo that, you know, I'm cast for. Um, so that I'll actually be playing kind of myself. I'll be playing a guy that's a singer, songwriter, musician, um, it's in that. And so I, you know, it's, I think it's definitely helped fill the void of, of going out and touring so much, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and that's, uh, so that's pretty much it, man. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I grew like, uh, that, that's what's going on currently. Um, I didn't realize man, how I much you've done. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I, I basically live on coffee, dude. Like caffeine, <laughs> just you know. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, I got hit up, you know, also today to you know possibly run for uh, council for the Cherokee Nation for an at, at large uh, position, um, and I'd been getting hit up by with that quite a bit, like for this past year, and a lot of great you know, citizens of our tribe, you know, have, have approached me about it. Um, and, uh, some people that are backers now and, and different things like that, that are more influencers and everything. And, and it's like I said, I mean, man, I'm so busy. Um, would I love to do it, you know, and really do it just for the people? Absolutely. 100%. Um, I'm not really interested in money. I've got, you know, I work hard you know, just like everybody else. And, uh, so that's not really a factor for me. Um, it's not at all. Uh, it's just mainly getting the time to do it and to do it properly and to make sure that if I was to do it, it would be, you know, for the citizens and, you know, what I could, you know, do for them, you know, and not, you know, have like really any personal interest. You know, I mean, that's just like, of course, it's like, you know, like I said, like I told you before, you know, everybody has to kind of weigh the decisions out and stuff. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's the right time. I'll have to see, you know, that's kind of, you know, if I didn't have, you know, if I didn't have a million things going on, I could give a for sure answer even right now. But mm-hmm. it's like, man, you know, whenever you got to be here and there and then, you know, if that's just going on constantly. It's kind of like, I don't know. Um, but that's another thing that's going on. So, you know, I mean, I would like to, I would like to really help everybody I can out. Um, but you know, so a lot of stuff, uh, but that's just kind of like the current, current situation and everything that I'm in. Um, and then, uh, you know, I grew up down in Southeast Oklahoma, mainly down in Wilberton and, uh, you know, down in Choctaw country and, um, then I, you know, be, I'd go and see all my relatives and or quite a bit growing up in Stillwell and Westville, um, Tahlequah area, uh, parts of Muskogee area. Um, I don't want to claim all of Muskogee area, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like we, uh, we'd go up there like when I was little and I'd spend a lot of time with my, you know, family and stuff that, you know. It was around that area, you know, not everybody because, there, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my family had moved out, you know, I mean, just even to Tulsa. And so it was kind of always hard to get, you know, get everybody together at the same time. But uh, that was, uh, that was pretty much, yeah, I grew up, you know, kind of just the normal, you know, Oklahoma, you know, kid, you know, playing sports and, you know, kind of living out, out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. And, um, yeah, I, you know, go, go to powwows with my, my, my family and, and my, my dad and stuff and different things like that. Um, but it was pretty, I mean, like I, I look at it like this, it's, it's funny, like, you know, whenever you, for me anyways, like getting to meet so many people out in the world and stuff that, you know, you don't think about when you're younger, like valuing going to, uh, you know, your tribal holidays, your tribal get togethers and stuff like that. 
And then like you get out into the world and, you know, you start meeting people and, you know, you tell them about that stuff. They're just so, you know, interested by it, you know, and, and, and taken back and, and everything. And so, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, I guess it takes a little time for, you know, for you to really appreciate that stuff. So. Yeah, that's how it was when I moved away and then because I went to New Mexico and I like, well, there's a time where I couldn't go back to school. So I just started working out there. Yeah. And our our homecoming powwow is like July 4th weekend. Yeah. So I'd have to miss it. And then, yeah, I never missed it. I never, I always, I always went and just hung out and ate and did whatever. And then. And then you start seeing everybody post about it. It's like, damn, I'm really missing it. <laughs> like my yeah. first time, like missing it. It's like, ah. Uh, and then you just see everybody chilling together and eating like that good food. And oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes yeah it takes a toll on you. Yeah, because I mean I got cousins and stuff. So you know, like when you're touring, you know, and and the holidays are happening. Unless they're unless your tribe's booking you for something, you know, it's like or for me anyways it's like okay well i can't come back because i'm in you know eugene oregon right now you know or something mm-hmm. you know or i'm in you know southern california um and so you know you see all the pictures and stuff and, and everything and it's like yeah you know not being able to go to the hog fries or anything like that or you know any of the stop dance stuff or i mean it's just it, it it's like oh you know it does. It, it takes its toll. I mean, it really does. I mean, you really appreciate that stuff, you know, whenever, you know, it's not available to you anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So where'd you, where, where'd you, uh, where, where out were you in uh, New Mexico? I was in Santa Fe. Oh, that's a good area, man. Yeah. Or at least I did. There. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, we've, we've had to go through, went through Santa Fe a few times um, through routes and stuff and playing in Red River and, and then down there, and then uh, land Albuquerque is rough, boy. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's a couple places like we played, you know, around like in Albuquerque and around that area. And man, they were like, "Hey, where are you guys staying at tonight?" And like, you know, uh, we're like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna probably stay down to Holiday Inn Express, like right down the street," you know. And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. You need to go about a hundred miles that way," you know you need to get to Gallup or close to it, you know, because, uh, yeah, they have a big issue with, uh, cartel. Oh, wow. Um, ripping, uh, yeah, a lot of lot, like a lot of bigger, like a lot of bands and like from small, medium to, you know, large bands, you know, ripping them off. Um, like they wait, they'll go to their hotels and just wait for them to, you know, go crash and then pop their trailers and steal all their shit. Whoa. And, yeah, they had they that was going on for a while down down in Texas and uh, a little bit in southern Oklahoma um, until uh, can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Casey Donahue or Zane Williams. Like I think they put like uh, some tracking devices on their guitar cases, mm-hmm. and then uh, like they, that's how they all got busted. And so I, I know several bands did that in different areas, and they finally got them, but. Uh, yeah but yeah albuquerque is rough in general so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean like i never like 
I, I think I had one bad experience there. Me and someone were staying at a hotel in Albuquerque. And I we woke up and went outside and the fucking trunk was open. Stole their fucking laptop and like their clothes. Uh, and, yeah, I was like, no way. I was like, what? And, like we're our car was like the only one that got hit. And I was like, what? Uh, and then yeah, and then yeah, they were they were really mad because that laptop they bought for school and everything was on it. Like school wasn't even done with either. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And yeah. I was like, "Oh God, well, at least I didn't have one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, at least I don't have at shit. Only, at least I only brought my socks and shoes on this one, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. Like, um, yeah, that can. I mean, like, fortunately, I don't think we ever got hit with as much touring as we did. Um, we never got robbed. Um. And we had a couple of occasions where, like, I mean, like, dude, we stayed in some shady places. I mean, like, whew, um, there's, like, we, we would play, like, when, when we were out on the West Coast, you know, at first when we were touring out there, our first few tours, you know, we weren't staying in, like, you know, nice hotels. We were staying in, like, roadside dumps. And, you know, and then sometimes we'd be staying in, in the van and drive all night get a few hours of sleep on the side of the road or in a walmart parking lot and then boom you know back at them um and then once we kind of started getting you know more popular and and our contracts got bigger then we got to you know start staying in the nicer nicer places but uh yeah um we uh we stayed in india i think it's called indio right outside of palm springs Mm-hmm. a few times and uh at this motel six we would always stay there because it was like if we got there late enough we would only get charged for a half a night so we would be playing like you know in la and then you know we'd get done with our last show around la and be tracking back into arizona and we'd always be like all right let's party all night and then we'll go out to palm springs you know it's only like an hour away and We'll crash there, pay 30 bucks for, you know, a room and then wake up in a few hours and then head to, you know, Phoenix. And so we did that several times. But man, there was like one time where we were like in Indio for like two days because we had a show in Palm Springs. And, um, oh, it was like we were on guard constantly. Like one of our, uh, rookie uh lead guitar players invited some meth heads into his room and uh they wouldn't leave and so yeah it was just bad i mean it was just like uh you know like i was like you know like our second day there people were asking what we were doing and so i made this huge story up because i knew that they were going to rip us off i knew it as soon as they found out we were musicians they were going to call their meth head buddies down the road and they were going to get you know get some rifles or fucking guns or something they were coming after us i knew it i could sense i could sense that you know i yeah i've 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 come from you know not the best uh area in in oklahoma and and there was a lot of you know meth heads you know every once in a while that were always trying to steal shit and you could kind of sense the criminal mentality of what's going on Mm -hmm. and so like i saw him ganging up one it was like our first night there 
or after our first night staying there, like we uh, went to lunch and came back and they were trying to like talk to my band members and my band members, you know, I, they I'd ran them out of that rookie guitar player's room. The, um, and he didn't tell, I said, did you tell him what we were doing? He was like, no, nah, man, I just told him, you know, I was like, yeah, we're on the road, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I'm like, that's all you told him. Right. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I just said we was traveling and, you know, just, uh, they were wondering if I had any cigarettes or anything. I was like, okay, all right, cool. As long as you didn't say anything to him, we're, we're okay. And so I saw him and I told him, I said, yeah, we're actually, we're with the church of, uh, I don't even know what I said, but it was, it was like some, like, I was like, we're with the church of the gospel of Christ and we're out here doing our missionary and our, and our services. And so, you know, we're out here traveling and going door to door and, and talking to people and, you know, just really going after, you know, for the spirit of the Lord and, you know, our, and they're like, Oh, so that's your, you know, that's your, you know, uh, big van and trailer i was like oh yeah that's we've just mainly been living off the land so this is you know staying in this nice motel here this is like kingdom for us you know just really landing on thick yeah right. <laughs> and um i was like you know we've got uh we've got a couple boxes of bibles you know in the back um with our sandals and stuff because we go through a lot of those because we're walking a lot if you guys would like one and they're like oh no it's cool man you know and and they left, they bounced, dude. That was it. They were gone. So, yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> that saved us from, I think, getting ripped off, man. Wow. They, they were chasing us, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't even know how I, I dove off into that one. But, they didn't uh, want a piece of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, no These guys ain't not. got nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I was like, would you guys like to hear about my buddy Jesus? You know, and so they were just like, oh, we're out, you know. Um, but yeah, we got to do a lot of cool touring and stuff. And, you know, I mean, every, it was like, that's what I do love about touring and, and really going at it is, dude, it's an adventure. I mean, you know, that's an adventure for sure. I mean, it's, it's one of those things to where, you know, every town's different, every, you know, venue's different, um, you know, so. It's, it's really getting to, you know, there's a lot of ups to being, you know, the, the road musician and, and singer songwriter and stuff like that, because you're going to see stuff that no one's ever going to see. And you're going to, you know, experience things that no one that, that people are going to be like, no way, you know, that did not happen. And I mean, it's, it's, it really is something that, you know, it, it's truly amazing. Um, but you know, would I want to go back out on the road for to do that many dates a year again? I don't know. That's kind of a question. That's like ask me in a year or so. You know, what I mean, because that's that's a lot. Um, wow. But yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much. When did know, the I mean, uh, when did the band start? When did you start the band? Man, I started the band back in two thousand. Um, I want to say eleven. Oh wow yeah um, 12 years and, or 11 years sorry yeah i started like in 2011 like i was playing or i started with jackson taylor uh going out with, um he was my roommate up in oklahoma city and um we uh like he was already kind of an established act through the red dirt scene and um the texas country scene and so 
I got to meet a lot of people through him. And so I was going, I was playing like some acoustic shows, uh, opening for him, acoustic stuff, doing some acoustic stuff. And then it was, you know, I finally started forming it like around 2011 and 12. And so it's been about 10 years. Um, and, you know, I've had guys come and go, um, you know, that's kind of a, a normal situation, I guess you could say is like, um, like, you know, some guys will hang, some guys won't, you know, and it's like, I think the most steady guy I've had, uh, throughout like, uh, the whole time is my still guitar player. Um, my still guitar player, he played with Jackson Taylor. He played with Ryan Bingham, uh, Hank three. Um, he's played with a lot of, a lot of acts. And so, you know, uh, a lot of the side guys, you know, um, when, you know, the, the, their main act that they're with takes time off, they go playing, play with other people. Um, and so like, he's, he's always jumped on, on with me, like doing stuff. And he was going with me for pretty much full time for about two years, almost. Um, like, and this would have been like, or no, for about a year, I think he was with me like through 2013 and 14-ish. And then he went on to play with Josh Ward. He got a bigger, bigger, bigger gig and then went on to play with Hank 3 and – or went back with Hank 3. And um, and then after Hank 3, he was like jumping on with us and just doing stuff kind of spotty. And then um, he went full-time with us about – almost two years before COVID hit. Um, and then when COVID hit and, and, you know, everyone was trying to come back, he was kind of doing the same thing, just, just going and playing with different people. Cause I mean, it's, you know, until you're getting full schedules again, you know, it's just kind of how they're going to have to do it. Um, but he's been with me probably pretty much the longest. Uh, his name's Dan Johnson. Um, he's out on tour right now um, with uh, a guy they're kind of a, a smaller um, Western type band. Um, and I know that they like, like they're, they've been out in California for the last week or so uh, going out on the West coast. And then he'll be back here this next week. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of guys come and go. I mean, it's like, there's, you know, you'll get guys. I mean, that's the thing is like, that's the whole thing with musicians and, and music in general um, that will, be like they will tell you you know i'm down for this you know 100 percent, and then they get out what that's what they wanted you know and then they'll start touring and going out you know and i'm not like i'm not talking like texas oklahoma i'm talking like going out like you know california you know way up north out east and they'll get on tour and they'll be out for like two or three days and you tell them hey this isn't a race you got to pace yourself i realize you're you know excited and then they're ready to quit and go home um i have a lot of guys had a lot of guys do that um and so you just it's it's like it's kind of a revolving door at times but i've had the same crew that's with me now huh let's see i want to say almost i'd say two and a half years mm. so so they've all they've all been here and, and stuff like that and we've all toured together quite a bit, um, for that, that amount of time. So, yeah, like, uh, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, uh, 
it, it's kind of rare you ever get a turnpike troubadours band. I mean, that's being honest. I think that's just once in a blue moon, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really, you know, rare special occasion. Um, Cause you know, there's just always, it seems like with, you know, most of the time you just always got members coming and going, you know, and, and stuff. Some will hang for about six months. Some will be a year or so. And then they uh, decide they don't want to do it anymore or want to go, to another project and, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm friends with a lot of guys that, you know, played for me that it just didn't work out for some reason, you know? Um, so there's really, there's rarely any type of like grudges or anything like that. Um, but yeah. So it's how long it's been going on, man, about 10 years. So 10 years, uh, three albums and, uh, you know, now we got smacking going on some some uh screenplay writing so that's uh that's really it so so a touring how many how many nights of the week would you play um i remember you said you hit it hard once too like (laughs) yeah um i mean sometimes uh i mean pre-covid i mean shit Uh, if we were just doing a okay like we would say okay we're gonna be making our regional dates for the next two months before we go out. Mm-hmm. And in those two months, we would be doing close to, I would say almost 20 shows a month um, or getting close to that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it would be like three, six, or it might be a little less uh, than that, but, then we would, you know, have, okay, well, we're going out on a West Coast tour and um, we're going to be hitting 25 days straight. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Because I I would line those things up to where it was like, okay, well, we're going to do, we, we did 20 days straight one time and my voice was just, it wasn't even there. Um, and then we got like a night off. And that was, uh, that was pretty rough. Um, but like I told my guys, I said, look, if you're wanting to make money, I'm wanting to make money on these and everything and this to be successful and, and pay for, you know, everything ends up, you know, in the green on these tours, then we have, we're not, you know, a super big band. We're drawing people now and we can get booked great places, but we got to stay consistent throughout the week. So we might have to play some taverns, you know, some small places on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And, you know, it might be, you know, somewhere, you know, in a big city one night. And then the next night we're out in the desert somewhere. And the next night we're coming back through. And then we've got our bigger shows on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And then a good afternoon show somewhere Sunday. Um and we did that for like three or four West coast tours and then a few tours up North and stuff like that. And it, it, they're hard and they're, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's freaking ridiculous at times. Um, especially if you get sick or anything like that, you just got to push through. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's rough, man. I mean, that's the whole thing is it's like, you know, I think when you put your licks and your dues in and you do it that way, to me it's like you get more respect you know um you definitely got a lot more material to write about you know yeah I mean, 
Um, but we would be having so much fun that we would go off and do it. And I mean, to me, like 15, 15 days in, I'm like, you know, I'd be like, shit, man, I got to go home in two weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I'd want to stay out longer, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and I'd have some guys that, like I said, I mean, they'd get out a few days and they'd be done, you know? And I, I, I dealt with that, like, you know, quite a bit. And sometimes it's like, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, you know, when you're, when you're the boss of stuff, you know, and, and everything, you know, them getting sick for some reason, it's your fault, you know, <laughs> because they, you know, stayed out all night and party too hard. It's your fault, you know? So anytime I'd get somebody like that aboard, it was just like, cool, man, I'll get you a, a bus ticket back home. Just get the hell out. You know, <laughs> Since, you know, they're kind of, they start becoming cancer to the group at that point, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things where man, it's such a, it's uh, to me and a lot of the guys that I played with that have still stuck around, they see it the same way that it's like an adventure when, when we're out, you know, and we're having fun. It's what you wanted to do in life, you know, and now you're doing it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just the, the opportunities for, you know, playing more networking, you know, making, you know, great fans and friends. It's just all out there. You know, and that's how you really do it, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have, you know, you don't have the the rich parents that, you know, fund everything for you. So that's uh, that's how you have to do it. The old school way, you know, it's grinding. Yeah, it's they're grinding grind. and yeah, no sleep. Yep. Man. No, man, that's it. And, you know, and it's 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 one of those things to where. You know, you get out there and, and, I mean, you really do pay your dues. I mean, like whenever you're having to go up that way um, and I'm still doing it, you know, I'm still having to do it. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's gotten a lot easier. I'll tell you that much. I would not want to go back to where it was like when I started and like, you know, have to do it all over again. It's like, would you do it all? Would you do it all over again to get to, you know, to where you're at now or even, you know, a bigger, you know, bigger place it's like i don't know i'd really have to think about that yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's a lot so but uh yeah man i mean but it's a job like anything else you know it's a business like anything else if you're gonna be successful in it you know you gotta you know pay your dues put your chops in stuff like that and you know i mean that's how it goes i i mean for me it's it's a lot of fun and there's the native american aspect of it um like when we're playing in different, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize like how many tribes there are in, in the United States of America and even Canada. Um, because it seems like every area that we play in, unless it's like super South Texas, um, you know, I'll have different native, uh, folks show up that like know me through someone, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's from someone from like, you know, that I knew growing up in Wilberton or around like Jones Academy or, uh, you know, Haskell Indian nations, I'll have somebody show up and be like, Hey, you know, my cousin, you know, Brenda Yazi from, you know, back at Haskell. I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> then they've got like 10 of their family members and I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And, 
and so that's really i mean that really is like it's it's like really heartwarming and stuff because you you know you're instantly connected to those folks anyways and um it, it's it's you know so you could be playing you know somewhere in northern arizona that you've never been and uh you know folks from you know a, a native school that you know i mean you know a family member of theirs and stuff and you know they show up and then it's like okay man you feel feel a lot better you know you you don't feel as out there you know and alone so i've had i mean that's that's it, that's like almost always now um like i said you know um but yeah it's a it's definitely been a ride bro it definitely has been i mean it's 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 crazy i mean like you know that's all i can say is like if anybody's wanting to do this and and go the route that like i've gone and i mean i consider myself super lucky to have and fortunate to have seen you know even the small amount of success that i have um you know and blessed for that uh you know all i can do is tell them you know buckle up because you need it you know you might want to get a good counselor too (laughs) (laughs) you know well it's interesting to me is like like you take over like these bands or whatever and they go on tour right and like in the like in the movies right like you just see them like having a great time you know you know just like no no stress or nothing and but and then you see like but if you're like a concert goer then you go to the concert you just see like the band on stage having this great time but like you don't you don't see like the behind the actual scenes of being on the road putting up with oh yeah putting up with like maybe some shitty people and then putting up with like people that leave the band or all this, like all this stuff, like they they don't even see. So it's like, always, it's always interesting. There's like, I think you're the first person that's like been on here to tell me like kind of that little behind the scenes of actually being on the tour. Oh yeah. And that's, that's one of those things where, man, like I, you know, getting um, to know like a lot of the bigger artists in the industry and stuff and like seeing how they, it's like they go through the same, they've gone through the same stuff and they're still going through it. Um, man, I've gotten to know some of the, the greatest folks out there that, you know, you share that same common bond, um, you know, uh, and you hear the stories that they, they tell and it's the same stories that you've gone through, um, you know, cause you have to deal with, you know, it's like, on no matter what level you're dealing with assholes and um, you're dealing with, you know, people trying to steal at the merch tables. You're dealing with, you know, crooked managers. You're dealing with booking agents that say they're going to book you and then they fucking don't. And, uh, and that's nine times out of 10, you know? Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I tell you what, like it's one of those things to where a good booking agent is gold, like that right there is is the num the numero uno that I've learned is, um, and I I have not been picked up by one yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh like I've got friends and and folk and and one of my good friends helped like he 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 books for us and stuff, but it's just part time. I mean, so you know it's it's one of those things to where, you know, I still I mean to this day i mean it's like i there's a lot of dirty stuff in this in in this scene and uh you know you see a lot of the the folks that you know they say that they came from 
you know, a tough upbringing and all this stuff. And it's bullshit, man. Like a lot of the success, most of the successful folks have family money that they get the money and they get, they buy onto tours mm. and stuff. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's totally fucking garbage. Um, but you know, a good book being, being picked up by a good booking agent and then being trustworthy and keeping you busy. Like that is primo. I mean, that is where it's at. I mean, like for me, it's, it's working with, uh, and I've had some of them not pick me up exclusively, but book us with some of their artists and everything like that. And they're so easy to work with. It's, you know, here's the contract. Here's what we talked about. There's no back end shit. That's it. It's cut and dry. And, and you're like, okay, cool. And then you get some booking agents that are just, you know, just snakes, man. I've had some try to fucking charge me for shows that we didn't even play, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had them like try to hack into my, um, cause like on, I have a Google docs thing with our contacts, you know, attached to our Gmail mm-hmm. account, you know, it's just like, you have to go through our Gmail and you have to go into Google docs and stuff, but I've actually caught like, I'll get like hits at like three o'clock in the morning. Someone's trying to log on to your account, you know, and the day before they're, you know, asking for contacts. You know, and I'm like, well, they're in my, you know, Gmail. And I'm telling them, like, you know, well, maybe if you book for us for like five or six months or, you know, and do a really good job, maybe I can share some of those contacts with you for your other artists. But until then, you know, unless you fucking prove your weight to me, you're not getting shit. You know, that's just a good way to get swindled. And um, so, yeah, I've seen it all, man. I mean, there's there's more bad than there is good in this scene and in the in the music and entertainment, you know, and. And I'm starting to see, like, in the music in, in, in the music industry, anyways, um, that's that's what I think. But man, I'm seeing more people that I get, you know, I get along with great, like, in film. Um, you know, I know Hollywood's got its thing with all the crazy shit that's going on and these these agendas and and stuff like that being pushed. But you know, I've worked with people that are away from that, that are established, that are great you know, directors, writers and everything like that. And, you know, it just seems to be more accepting. I mean, it's not as like, for me, it's not as cutthroat. I mean, if someone wants to cast me for something or or my look, it's going to go, I mean, I'm going to, you know, they're going to give it to me, you know? I mean, that's what I've seen. I mean, if you fit the, what they're looking for, I mean, yeah, there's competition and stuff out there, but, it just seems like it's just more honest if you want to know the truth. Mm. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of a, kind of a breath of fresh air. I know it's not that way for a lot of people. And and I know it's not that way for a lot of females that are in acting. It's seems pretty cutthroat. Like, like you'll find a lot of casting agents, um, or, um, smaller casting agents that work for bigger casting agencies um, will cast themselves as cells for parts that yeah oh yeah dude it's fucking stupid and um like i see that with a lot of the females um i'm like how'd you get this and they're like huh and i'm like wait a second you called me to you know find out my address to send me my paperwork why are you you know uh you know female uh immigrant number two here <laughs> you know I mean? then i just talked to you on the phone yeah so it's just stuff like that you know but i mean 
that's just kind of, I think that's just part of uh, that section of the film industry, but you know, I, I really enjoy, it's kind of like the whole film thing. It's like a breath of fresh air. If you want to know the truth, man. Um, mm. It's just a lot, you know, difference, you know, you're not having to kill yourself for, you know, I mean, for nothing. I mean, you don't have to deal with, you know, venue owners that are pricks and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, you know, ven- like great venue owners are kind of like the whole booking agent thing, you know, they're, you know, worth their weight in gold, man. I mean, cause you do with, you know, I've dealt with so many venue owners to where we get up, you know, and play our show and get done playing. And they're like, you know, well, here's half your money. And you're like, what? You know, where's the other half? We had a great show tonight. There was quite a few people here. You sold a lot of tickets. And, you know, judging by your counter here, you know, I should be getting actually more than what my contract said. And they're like, oh, no, well, the owner left, so they'll have to give you the money tomorrow or send you a check. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? How many times that's happened? A lot. Yeah, you learn that shit when you're coming up, you know. And it's like, at that point, man, I started packing a gun. I was like, I'm fucking done with this shit, you know. If I go to jail for robbery, whatever. But I'm not not getting hosed like that, you know. And we we had an incident that almost went down in Nebraska. Um, that it was like right on the uh South Dakota state line. Um, played some border bar up there, and um, I'd sent like they had wanted uh posters and like all this, like you know, material from us. And Thomas said, You know, I'm gonna, you know, we had uh another guy that was helping booking at the time, and he emailed them posters, like the e posters and stuff, uh, to put out on their Facebook, and then. Like, I'd sent a tube of posters, like, a, a month before the show. And, like, the like we get there, and the lady's like, oh, we didn't get them. And I'm like, okay, well, there's one hanging up right over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, liar. And uh, so we played the show, and it was a good show. We did everything we were supposed to. You know, everything was fine. And, like, my contract was, you know, our, our – base fee um and then they had to put us up in a you know they had to give us hotel rooms you know somewhere nearby and so we got done playing and i was asking one of the managers i said okay you know where our hotels are at because i know we came in you know uh and just got set up you know got set up and sound check and and chill out for a bit and then we played Uh, we didn't you know find out where our hotels were at and she was like, oh, I think the uh, owner, you're going to stay with the owner, you know? And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's not part of the fucking deal. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I hope the owner owns Holiday Inn Express or something, you know? And um, so I knew that that was bunk right there. And then they went to count out the cash to me in the back. And uh, they they were about 2,000 shy. And um I was like, look, hey, you know, we did everything we're supposed to. This has happened to us like once or twice in the last, like at that point, it was like, you know, seven years. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to get taken. And, you know, we sure as hell didn't come up here to play for, you know, half the money. And um, so you need to get your owner here. And so he comes in and he's trying to raise hell. I'm like, hey, man, look, we did everything the contract said yada 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 and um 
he's got his hand like uh he's got his hand on his like like back of his pants and uh i could see the reflection like because we're in the kit in the kitchen area at that point he had his hand on the pistol and he was like trying to buffalo he's like why don't we just uh i you know what if i threw it all in and then on the half we just split the difference and i'm like look bro you're not gonna get me i said dude you're gonna pay me the rest of the fucking money or the shit's about to go down and um he was a big old boy, too. I'm big, too. I'm like 6'3", man. This guy was like 6'6", man. He's a big dude. And I was just sitting there. I was about ready to rock him. And um, my uh, drummer at the time, he was he saw him. He saw that gun in the back of his uh, pants, and he was packing. And so he pulled his out, and he was standing right behind him. And uh, then uh, another one of my guys had a pair of brass knuckles and a bottle, and um, – he was ready, and so it was about shit was about to go down. And um, I guess he got. A, I guess I don't know if I unnerved him or him seeing you know somebody with a weapon did, but he was like, "Well, all right, but this is bullshit." And I'm like, "I don't know what's bullshit. You had a great fucking crowd tonight. You made money. You made way more than fucking what you're paying us, and you know you're trying to you know rip us the fuck off." And so we ended up getting out of there, man. We didn't even stop to like sleep. We like drove from the border of Nebraska all the way back to South Texas. That, and, you know, and so it was, uh, that was quite the time, but you know, you have stories like that, you know, I mean, you have a lot of, you know, you end up with quite a bit, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's no Waylon, it's no Waylon Jennings blowing up the back of a, venue because they did the same thing but it's it you know it's still it's same you know you're having to deal with a bunch of assholes and um people don't ever hear about that you know they don't they only hear like the romantic side of you know oh they're out playing and doing all this stuff and you know he's writing romantic songs for girls now (laughs) no that's not happening yeah so it's just a different you know it's a different thing yeah i mean it's uh I mean, to me, like the real side of it's way more interesting, you know? So, I mean, we got, I've got stories for days, you know, and some, I can't, most of them I can't even tell because I'd probably get sued by my old band members, you know, but, or at least I can't tell like, you know, on a podcast or on the radio. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Let's not do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's interesting because it's like, because you'll meet some DJs um, that were former you know, band guys and, and toured and stuff and played with, you know, a lot of touring artists and everything. And, and they'll have the same experiences type stuff. And you're just kind of like off the air, you're laughing about it, you know? And so, but yeah, so. That's insane, dude. Oh man. We've what seen, I've seen fuck? it all, dude. That's kind of like, it's kind of behind me now to where it's like, man, I don't, I've kind of lived that to the point to where it's like now when we go play, and it's been that way for the last, like, you know, I'd say close to a few months before COVID hit and then all the way since we've been back playing. I don't even, dude, I might have a, a drink if that. I mean, it's like I just enjoy more or less putting on a good show, good crowd, um, and just, you know, being able to go to bed at night, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all kind of, like, you know, reach that point of 
whenever you're an artist and you're touring and stuff, you go through those, that phase of the, the wild, you know, um, crazy parties and stuff. And then all of a sudden you got to kind of bring yourself back to reality because no one else is going to do it for yourself, you know, you, and, you know, it's kind of like, okay, why'd you, you know, start playing, you know, why'd you start doing this? Because if you just start doing it to party and stuff, dude, the party's about over. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you're going to come into some close calls and, and, you know, I mean, is it really worth it? You know? And so you really have to kind of look back. Okay. Well, I did this because I, I thoroughly enjoy writing songs and playing live and, you know, going out, seeing the country touring, seeing cool things. Um, and that's it, you know, I mean, other than that, there's not much else to it. I mean, it's, it's pretty wonderful, but mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. Well, have you played here in Tulsa? Oh yeah. When, when are you going to come great. back? Man, I don't know. Um, like I've had some great shows. We had some amazing shows at Woody's Tavern when Woody or Woody's uh, Corner Bar, whatever that place was downtown. Woody's was rocking. I mean, did you ever go there? Mm, I've never been there. Yeah, it was good. Um, I think it's called the Red Dirt Saloon or something like now, or Reds or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but it's down in the, I think, Blue Dome District area. Um, but we used to play there. And then um, where else? Uh, Hard Rock. Um, and then uh, we played at uh, the Merc once. And uh, we did really well. I mean, for, I think we played on a Wednesday or Thursday night. And did really great at the Merc. And um, it's just always so hard to get in there. Like, I'm like, you know, I could be getting booked. I could book another – I could book three more shows rather than sit there and wait to book that one. Um, and then uh, the Shrine, Venue Shrine, it's another great place. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of one of those things where, like, uh, the last – I think it's like the last two times we played in Tulsa were – it was just bad luck because it was like, man, we had, like, a lot of people that were going to come out, and we get there, and it's an ice storm, oh. you know? <laughs> and everyone's like, you know, no, we can't get out of our driveways. And, and so – yeah um and then like oklahoma city we used to play there all the time um we played at stoney's uh venue um quite a bit um and then just different places um but yeah i mean it would just have to be something that like myself in the in the venue that we could agree on but yeah i mean like you know it's one of those things where yeah we definitely want to come come back to tulsa we have i mean like most of the time like I've played there. It's always been great. Um, there's just been that, that one, one or two times where, you know, the weather's bad or, you know, we're booked at the hard rock on a Wednesday and no one's coming out, you know I mean? Mm. And that, at that point, it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, I appreciate the gig or whatever, but whenever you're starting to tour and, and you're trying to get more notoriety and get more people in the seats and stuff like that, there's no, I mean, to me, there's no point of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd much rather go play at the Shrine or, you know, Merck or somewhere downtown, you know, where at least people are going to be like, oh, cool. Yeah, we'll hop over and see them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, hopefully we can get something lined up for the summertime. I know that there are a couple places up around Grand Lake are trying to book us. 
different uh different you know places so i don't know um yeah if you know anybody just tell them just hit us up you know hit us up airway yep yeah the wayne garner band yeah wayne garner band waynegarnermusic.com uh like they can i know that they're gonna uh they were updating our site um it's like about a month ago and they're supposed to finish re-updating because every time they do it they got to take it down and like uh mess with it and i know the guy that the guy that does it like he's got like five other websites he's always you know having to do and stuff so it takes him just a tad bit longer um but yeah uh that's where they can uh that's where they can you know go and check out our tour dates for our tour dates like sometimes like you know we'll i guess like recycle like on the the schedule and then like you know it might say no dates or something then you check back the next day and then there's a load of them um that just got entered um so i know we got shows coming up through uh uh through texas um and uh i want to say i want to say uh oklahoma city i have to look and see but i think we got we got a couple in oklahoma city like or in that area Mm. of western oklahoma through the summer um and then uh I know that there's a couple of places in Missouri that are trying to book us. So it's like, I mean, we could easily end up, you know, this summer with, you know, making several routes through. So hopefully that does happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn dude, this is fun, man. It was a lot of fun Absolutely. having you on telling me about life on the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk more, man. I mean, like, you know, I enjoy talking about that stuff. Um, you know, like I said, I've got so many memories and just different things happening this last, like, you know, few years of, like, going out and playing and, you know, getting to see everything and, and you know, getting to see too much things. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all about, you know, the experiences and living and stuff like that. Um, and... You know, it's uh, it's definitely it's good good material to use to to use in, in writing. Um, as far as like I've found like with you know music and screenplay stuff now, and um, you know, so I always try and represent our our culture the best I can. You know, crossing over into the mainstream in the music. Um, you know, and that's something to me that's very important. Uh you know, is to kind of always, I mean, to always, you know, hold on to who you are and, and where you're from and stuff. Um, as far as like, you know, with us being native and, um, you know, I always try and dispel myths of, cause it's funny. Cause like, I think it's always like, a, it's a, a talking point for, it's always a talking point for girls. Like when we're on the road that will come up to like merch, the merch table or something, mm-hmm. or they want to meet me. And they're like, I am part Cherokee. You know that and I'm like, Actually, I don't. I don't know who the fuck you are, you know. Um, and they're they're just like, it's like you're obviously lying. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, so it's always like you know, because I'll have so many like people be like, you know, my great great grandmother was an Indian princess, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you realize how much I hear that? Like, especially once I get out on the West Coast, like you know, L.A. 
you know, San, you know, not so much San Diego, because there's a lot of a lot of tribes down there. We have a lot of great fans down there. The Hamal tribe is amazing. Um, but like it's like L.A., Hollywood, um, San Francisco area. You know, it's always like it's like the weird, uh, the weird hippies. You know, the will come out and tell me how somebody in their family was some native magician or something. I don't know, something weird. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I mean, I've heard this shit. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I don't even want to fucking listen to this, you know? And I'm like, I mean, they tell me some whoppers. I'm like, Jesus, dude, you know, God, where'd you guys come up with that shit? <laughs> oh man, I've heard it, dude. I've heard it all. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, I always just try and represent, you know, the best they can. And, you know, and I tell people all the time, like, well, Hey, we don't, you know, up until like recently with the whole powwow stuff and our tribes, um, most tribes, I don't think, you know, we weren't like, you know, a royalty based tribe, you know, we didn't have these princesses that you speak of mm -hmm. and I kind of dispelled the myth and then they just kind of look stupid, you know, um, which they should. <laughs> but uh but yeah um but no i it's like i said man like we're hoping i know as my group and my band and stuff we're hoping to get back out there and be able to go more full-time um soon but like i told them i said you know i really want to be able to run with this film thing and getting the opportunities that that i'm getting thrown at me i would be kind of crazy not to take because i told them i said hey you know dude this is tough this is being a uh in music and then being in kind of country-ish you know americana music is tough because you got to have sponsors you got to have backers and stuff like that and i have none so i'm forking the bill for everything and um wow. oh yeah that's why it's like it was very important for me to stay on the road that that much because i had to pay for everything um and like i told i said this could actually help us kind of jump into that bigger realm in this scene is by doing film and you know getting good roles and stuff like that getting you know people being like oh well that guy's actually got you know his own band ventura and yada yada and they kind of get to know us more mm -hmm. um because if you you know it's like if you don't have a rich family you're not gonna make it you know that's it's pretty tough you know especially like it's like you know try being native american in this scene and trying to make it you know i mean that's that's real tough um but you know that's just uh it's just how it is you know so dude i hope yeah i hope that pushes it more i'm sure you met sterling and all them yeah and that's the thing is like man sterling's so busy it's like dude you know he i mean he's not picking people i mean like that's like his job is to make sure that show is doing its job you know i mean yeah. that's the thing is like that's one thing that i saw on set like man you know sterling is so hands-on with trying to make those scenes look how they're supposed to and you know that's the casting people like because i've had some people like ask me and it wasn't just reservation dogs it was a couple other projects that i was on about you know the casting agent that was doing a lot of that stuff then and i was like yeah i got hit up for you know several roles that they were like hey you're you're gonna be good to go we'll get you this and that and 
I'm sitting there waiting to uh, um, hold on one second. Uh, um, I'm sitting there waiting um, to hear back when I have to, uh, you know, um, be, you know, wardrobe or, you know, COVID test, whatever. And I never heard back. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I was like unimpressed with like some of that shit, but you know, the folks on reservation dogs, like dealing with them one-on-one, it's totally different, you know, like they were like, boom, hands on. I mean, like they, you know, okay. Yeah. We'll shoot you an email this evening. Tell you what time, yada, yada, boom, it's there. Um, so it was, it was a lot different, a lot, a lot cooler, a lot better. Um, because I watched, like I said, I watched them on set and everything, man. They were just going at it, like they were, they were all, they were, you know, all business getting it done. But you know, I mean, casting agents, dude, I've dealt with so many of them now. It's like, you know, for the most part, they're all pretty legit and you know, get you the info you need and stuff. But yeah, there was a couple instances where I was just like, okay, you want me to do this or fucking not? <laughs> you tell me I'm good to go. I need to be in Bartlesville, Oklahoma at such and such, but to hold on, you know, it's like, fuck. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> hold yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Is my cousin that hates me running the show now or something, you know, someone that, that just doesn't like me on the other end email. Damn. Uh, yeah. More than but, likely. Uh, yeah. No, nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, I mean, that'd be super cool to, you know, actually get to play or like, because I know that we did a film called Butcher's Bluff um, this past year. It'll be coming out. It's an 80s style horror film. Mm-hmm. And it's it's set to release this summer. And man, it's going to, I think it'll be great. Um, and they featured our band and me playing um, down in Texas. And, you know, it's got, uh, it's got a really good cast, man. It's got um, God, my mind goes blank. Um, did you ever see a uh, Mall Rats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got the main dude from that. He's in it. Um, and then, uh, gosh, uh, got one of the guys from uh, his name's uh, Tyler, um, but he was in one of the te- Texas Chainsaw Massacres, and like uh, he's been in some stuff other like with Matthew McConaughey and everything. Um, and uh my my buddy williams the one that wrote it and uh and he plays in it as well and it's it's a good budget film man it's gonna be great and like they used us for that and you know also uh with soundtrack work and stuff and so that was a lot of fun shooting i mean like i told my band that day i said look here's the deal if this is any film that like i've been on here recently and this was last year i was like you guys get ready to be on your feet all day long and we're airplane the instruments aren't on we're fucking it's total you know lip sync and then they're gonna run the track through the audio like like through the mix and stuff it's it's not like we're playing live it's not like we're on you know the tonight show mm-hmm. this is you know and um so we sit there and did like probably 50 takes at least god yeah and i hated my fucking music at that point like at the end of the night i was just like i'm never playing that song again (laughs) or these songs (laughs) like that dude but it was just like what i said too i was like man we're gonna be sitting here all day 
but at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun, mm. you know? Um, but yeah, that'd be super cool. I would love to do that. Um, you know, and hopefully that happens, whether it's this season or next, um, we'd love to, you know, get on there and, uh, and play and stuff and, and do our thing and, and everything. So, but like I said, man, I mean, like working, like, and I told people too, when I came off there, cause there's so many people watch that show now that I don't think they realize like, I, or they, they might, but like how many people watch that show and it's not just the native community. It's spilled over into like the, you know, the cool kids community of like college age and stuff like that. And a little older. Yeah. And so I got, I was telling some of my fans stuff that, you know, and, and friends that, you know, I'd been up there and on it and everything. And they were asking me, they were like, you know, is it, you know, just like any other film or, or TV show or show that you, you know, is it a lot of hard work? And I was like, well, you know, all of it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of sitting around, you know, with anything you're on um, that's bigger. And, but I said, man, it was the easiest show set that I had been on ever. And um, the camaraderie kind of between other Native Americans and knowing each other, knowing each other's families and stuff like that on set, knowing, you know, oh, well, I know this cousin. I know that's, you know, that aunt. I know, you know, your uncle, you know, or such and such. You know, that was probably the coolest and it went by fast. I mean, I was like, dude, you know, I could have been on that that set for, you know, two weeks and not not blink, man. I mean, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, easy going, you know, everybody got treated great. And uh, that's really, really cool to see. So, because I've been on some sets where they're, you know, I mean, I've literally seen people get in trouble for going to craft services and being hungry and getting too much food because they didn't want to yeah dude oh it's like crazy but it wasn't that way with reservation dogs man they really take care of the people no matter who's on that set so so yeah it'd be fun to get back on there damn yeah i've heard some horror stories i was on there um last season oh you were i was like is well like see like i was off weekends and then I had did this going drive, on. Did you just drive by and honk. <laughs> I was a. I got casted as a security guard. Nice. It was. It was for the last episode, and you know, just to be a part of it, I was like, you know, yeah. this is awesome. And then that's what I like about like what they're they've done, man. Is it's it's really, um, you know, and I don't even care. Like I mean, yeah, it'd be great for us to get on and, and play and stuff and get kind of featured on there. It'd be fucking amazing. But uh, you know besides that fact i mean it's like dude you know if you took a show that successful and and it's in hollywood right mm-hmm. okay do you realize that like most natives aren't going to get on there mm-hmm. yeah. i mean they're really doing a fantastic job by by you know staying yeah in, in oklahoma and stuff but putting like tribal citizens man in that you know yeah. and, and really you know, letting them shine, you know, and that's, to me, that's fucking epic. Yeah. You know, no one's done that, dude. Nope. No, I mean, I don't think anybody has. That's actually, like, especially, like, well, other than smoke signals, but, I mean, you know, it's it's been a long, it's not an everyday occurrence, mm-hmm. you know, that's for sure, that 
that's not, I mean, it's hardly ever happens, especially to have that kind of success with that show, you know? And I think, I think it's great because a lot of people are seeing, you know, this is what Native Americans look like. This is how they talk. This is how, you know, they interact. This is what it's like, you know, being in the communities and the families and stuff. If you're ever here in Tulsa, hit me up or anything and we'll go eat or something. I don't know. Yeah, I should. Like I said, man, I'll probably be up there here in about a week. So cool. Tight. You know, uh, yeah, I'll be like I said, man, I'm going to be traveling and going and doing this radio stuff and then doing film stuff in between. And so I'll have holes in my schedule and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll get something to eat, maybe get on, you know, find out where the set is that day for reservation dogs and drive by and honk and piss everybody off. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hell yeah. But um, plug up where to follow you and keep track of you and all that. Uh, yeah, just uh, like it's a Wayne Garner band on um, Facebook and then uh, the Wayne Garner on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And um, let's see, uh, Wayne Garner dot com. Uh, and that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I mean, like I said, you know, if, if people just look me up, I mean, they'll find me right there. I mean, like our music pops up, you know, uh pretty much right out the gate so i'm on you know itunes spotify pandora apple music um different i mean like most radio stations do have our stuff now um so you know call in request uh our, the new single that'll be coming out that's got a pre-release um is uh, sweet marie and so that one um they can call a lot of radio stations right now and, and request it and they should have it um but uh then like it'll drop nationally uh first week second week of may and then also i'll have uh billboard contacted us um a couple weeks ago they're putting together uh, an article for us coming out here this summer um so it'll be on should be in billboard magazine or through their website or something like that wow. and then uh cowboys and indians um i know that they they reached out that they want to do uh do a feature and everything like that so we'll be on there so i mean it's you know it's definitely kind of like okay man you paid your dues you paid your licks you're still paying them of course i don't think you ever stop mm-hmm. but uh the really cool things are starting to happen now so you know just uh really count my blessings for that so man it's amazing congratulations well thank you bud thank you yeah man yeah. um yeah anytime i'm around tulsa and stuff like hopefully like i said man i'll be uh I'll be back up home in Oklahoma here in like a week or so. Um, and then, you know, traveling around stuff like that. So yeah, if you, uh, um, like you go eat a lot of barbecue, I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you know any good barbecue spots around, man, we'll go, go eat there. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll keep that in mind. All right, bro. Well, All right, bro. thanks for coming on. Um, everybody, Go follow him. Keep up with him. Wayne Garner band. Uh, keep a lookout for Billboard. That's gonna be. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. And everybody, go stream that new single coming out. New album coming yeah. out in May. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep. New album coming out in May. So go go check it out. There's some songs out right now. I was I was listening to it this week, and uh, so happy we got to meet uh, everybody. Go follow Okie Podcast if you haven't yet on Instagram. At Okie Podcast, Russell Muscle 49. Uh, it's on Facebook as well. Uh, my personal is Russell Sun Eagle. Uh, May 19th, if you're in Tulsa, 
come to venue or let's see the shrine venue uh we're gonna be doing a live podcast myself toke signals magnez and skoden cinema with the with uh with all due respect podcast presents so yeah everybody till next time peace later brother